0: Daisy Sunday Book Club. With me, Annie, and I'm joined by Fee. Hello. And Sophie. Hi. This is one of our book club episodes. We've had a bumper book club month in July, and we're on to our second book of the month. So we're reading TikTok's favourite novel, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. (laughs) This is a book written by perennial favourite Taylor Jenkins Reid, or as I called her in the bookshop the other day, Daisy Husbands Reid. And you know what? (laughs) They knew who I was talking about. In this book, journalist Monique Grant is invited by glamorous old Hollywood icon, Evelyn Hugo, to tell her life story, one husband at a time. And we are sort of about halfway through. We're at page 193, or if you're sort of, you know, counting along, we're Three husbands in? Yeah. With three husbands in. Three husbands in. Three out of seven. Yeah, next week we'll be talking about the second half, but we're going to start with what we thought of this first half. And I want to start with something. So this was my choice, hence why I'm podcast queen for the week. And I chose it purely based on vibes. No facts, just vibes. (laughs) Right. Okay. My thinking was, it's a really hot summer month. And I wanted a book that felt kind of... Hot? Hot. Like, vibes. (laughs) of, like, late July, you know? Yeah. And I have to say, whatever else you think about the book, I read it, oh, God, I read it embarrassingly fast. Yesterday, we were sort of
1: saying, oh, when are we
0: free to record?
1: (laughs) I like how you say embarrassingly fast. It's like, it's not even embarrassing at this point. It's just who you are. Yeah, it's
2: typical Annie that just goes like, oh shit, I forgot to read the book. Let me just quickly read it in two days or less. <laughs>
0: yeah, no. So what time last night would you say both of you were texting and you were both like, I, I, I finished it. I finished it and I, I said nothing. I'd be like, I'd definitely be free to record. <laughs> um, what time do you think that was? I think maybe 6
2: p.m. maybe. 6 p.m.? Or... Yeah. I had not started it at 6 pm. <laughs> did you did you read the text and go, oh shit, I thought for- I forgot we were reading a book, get another book this month?
0: <laughs> it's not even that I forgot. It's that I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna read that. I've got the other half of the- like I forgot that it was Friday. <laughs> You know? Time time happens to other people. I'm not so good. So I, I work in a university and it's currently the summer so I have no demarcation between the weekdays and the weekends. Time is just time to me now. Um. So yeah, that was maybe... and then the ridiculous thing was I went home and I made dinner and then I sat for a bit. I didn't start reading it until like eight and I read a couple of hours last night and a couple of hours this morning, and I got to where I needed to be.
2: Annie sent us in our group chat, like this in all caps, I finished it! I finished the book!
1: <laughs> it was
0: just, I felt like it was so obvious that you guys had been like, I finished where we need to be now, I, I, I'm i officially halfway, and I was just like... Yeah, but, but the thing is,
2: we expect no less from you, Annie. Exactly. Thank
0: you. At
2: heart, I am a chaos agent, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, But... What I want to say is that it was sort of a hot summer evening. It remained light outside for a while. Mm. This book had the right vibes. Like, it had exactly the kind of, like, old Hollywood yeah. sort of hot summer mm-hmm. vibes that I thought it was going to have. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 on expectations of reality, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think also make a. I mean, I think you could read it any time of the year. I would. Oh expect, yeah, definitely. I think but... old Hollywood glamour, and I for some reason think autumn. I think because I think of late night, like, and so it's like dark and everything. But I I get oh, that's what you mean.
0: Interesting to me. I think of like it's nine p.m., but it's
1: not dark yet,
2: and it's kind of gross and hot. Yeah. Is it like LA vibes? Are you thinking LA? Yeah,
1: I'm thinking think LA I'm, vibes. I'm getting like place. But like it's it's how the weather now is how I expect the weather to be in the place that it's set.
0: Which is disgustingly hot. Yeah. (laughs) The UK is going through a horrid heat rave right now, and this is how I imagine California is all the time.
2: And I think we're worse than California. I mean they were saying temperatures like Hawaii, but the thing is Hawaii has nice breezes, it has a close, you know, proximity to water. We are just one big greenhouse at the moment. That is what it feels like. It's just a greenhouse. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Without air conditioning in homes. Yeah.
0: Took us about five minutes and we made it to the weather.
2: I mean, Um... you can't not talk about the weather in this kind of way. I mean, even if it was raining, we'd talk about the weather. That's just the British thing, isn't it?
0: Now, I have a. Normally, we ask, what expectations did you have coming into this book? And I'm going to get there in a second yeah but my first question is slightly meaner than that and it's just for me and fee okay
2: sorry sophie you're out
0: <laughs> how long have you owned a copy of this book have i how long oh. have you owned an unread copy of this book
2: <laughs> i would say maybe a
0: year i was gonna say i think i've had this and not read it for over a year oh, yeah. i, I built it up in my head this was why i suggested it i was like we're gonna read this do you know otherwise- what otherwise
2: I was saving it for autumn. Like, I just thought, oh. (laughs) Annie, you ruined our plans. No, do you know what? I just (laughs) thought I've got so many summer books that I need to read that are summer vibes. I don't know this could be it this could not be it so I'm gonna leave it to the back and then Annie said oh should for one of the books that we read this month should it be The Seven Husbands of Evelyn and I thought well I've already got the copy why not otherwise I probably am going to be putting it off and I think I'd put it off because it is so popular
0: yeah yeah I get that (laughs) this book has Mm -hmm. been my albatross it has (laughs) been in my handbag unread six months At least. Maybe. Well, because I read books. I read them all at once, basically. So when I get into a book, I will just zoom and read the entire thing. Yeah. But if I put a book in my handbag and I don't Mm -hmm. start it within a week, it will sit there for months. And it comes out of the handbag and back into the handbag. Like... (sighs) Oh my god, you're saving me from myself by allowing me to like be like, we should read this one. <laughs> and I think part of that has been this idea of expectations going into it. You know, I have yeah. heard so many glowing reviews and I loved Daisy Jones and the Six.
2: Mm, me too. It's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, but I read it with no expectations. I don't know how. I think I read it before I started to see book people talking on TikTok and Instagram and things like that. I think I just because I, I didn't read a physical copy. I I had it on Kindle. I'd bought it like on a 99p Kindle sale. So I just had it. Mm. Whereas this, I'd seen so many people saying they loved it. And I'd love that book. And it's, my copy even has like a Daisy Jones and the Six fake sticker on it. Yeah. So going in, my expectations were high.
2: I, I don't know if I even had high expectations. I just, I don't know. I, I think because this story is quite different from daisy jones and uh, malibu rising because i kind of i don't know if it's because of occupation or it's the time it's set in Mm. Mm -hmm. because i think both daisy jones and malibu rising are set daisy jones is set in the 70s yeah i want to say and then malibu rising i think is set in the i want to say the 80s maybe Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Because I I read an article about her talking about Nick Rivera and sort of tracking through time, so yeah.
2: But I've definitely heard that Taylor Jenkins Reid does cameos of her characters in other books. So they're all in the same universe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I put it off. I don't know. I I just, maybe I didn't associate it with Summer Vibes. So I kind of left it to the back of the reading list.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. when it gets to autumn, there's always so many autumnal books that you want to read. Mm. But you know what
2: else? I also get. I I think I also got confused a number of times with the story of um, the seven deaths of uh, Evelyn Hardcastle. Uh, Evelyn Hardcastle.
0: Is it seven?
1: I thought it was eleven deaths.
2: No, seven. I think there's one that's seven, and then there's another version which is seven and a half. But it's all. It is seven.
1: That's a really weird. Isn't that weird? Wait. Did they come out at the same time? Did one of them like. I don't know if they came
2: out when That's which really one came weird. out first. I definitely had a copy of The Seven Deaths of Evelyn and Hardcastle before I even heard about Evelyn um, Hugo. 2018,
0: Seven Deaths of Evelyn and Hardcastle. Uh, 2017, Evelyn and Hugo was first.
2: Ooh.
0: they
1: came out quite soon after each other. That's weird. That is yeah. weird.
0: But
2: I feel like books seem to have that like certain stories that will either sound similar or that there's something very similar about either the title or the 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 storyline that kind of come out in the same in the same fashionable
0: vibes yeah yeah it's like this trend that comes out but like it's not planned you'd have to ask someone in the publishing industry i can see it more being like there are fashions that go around you know Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm really curious because obviously, you know, this book has been my albatross. Sort of how how much did you encountered it before you started reading it? What did you think it was going to be?
1: I've heard about it a lot. It's one of those books that it's very recognizable, like the cover is distinctive. And then obviously Mm. once once bookshops got onto the whole TikTok thing and realized, are you okay, Fee? Yeah, okay. No, sorry, she was joking. On um, silent,
0: she did. Mute polite herself, enough which, to die quietly, so
1: which we appreciate here on an audio
2: medium. Just trying to chug some water, and it <laughs> it, it it malfunctioned. I I malfunctioned.
1: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So anyway, the moment bookshops started cottoning onto the whole TikTok thing, it was always on the TikTok bookshelves. Although not not when I actually tried to buy a physical copy of the book. The one time I actually wanted to buy this book. No bookshop had it, which was just very inconvenient for me. I, was, I find that so baffling because it's I everywhere. I came into Waterstones and I was like, you don't have Taylor Jenkins read. And they were just like, sold out. And I was like, shit, I've never read a book that's so popular that it's not in bookshops. But no, so my only expectation, so I haven't read, and I haven't read any Taylor Jenkins read. I don't, this is the mm. one that I think I know the most about, but I think mostly... Only because i've like I follow some artists who would like draw book like scenes from books and stuff like that, and I've seen a mm. few people draw Evelyn Hugo, so I kind of mm. knew about one mm. specific thing, and that was basically it. How did you
2: picture Evelyn Hugo because she's described in the book, but you know like did you take inspiration from like sixties actresses like? Marilyn Monroe. I
1: haven't really been imagining her face. Like, I think if I think of her, I like I don't have a strong image. I I'm mostly I feel like the book cover is very striking.
0: Yeah. So when I think yeah. of I'm her- so unoriginal, I it was interesting. It was when in the beginning it talks about her being Latina and then dyeing her hair blonde. And I looked at the cover and I was like, oh yeah, I see it. And then she had just formed herself in my head as being exactly like that, you know? That's, yeah. that's who she is now. Yeah, I don't mind that, though, which is weird because normally I object to pictures of people on covers. But yeah, me I too. did not mind it in Daisy Jones and the Six. I love that haircut. And I thought that she looked really cool. And I was like, yeah, no, I can buy that.
1: It's because you can't see her eyes, you know? I think this hits the same spot as, like, Mexican Gothic to me, where I like, I think I don't like seeing people's faces. Mm... I think mm-hmm. if I can't see like an actor's face or like a model's face, it kind of works for me. Yeah, for me, it's very
0: specifically the eyes. If I can't see your eyes, you're golden. Um, I thought of,
2: I mean, because when I heard yeah. the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and like set in the sixties, blah 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 blah, I instantly thought of Elizabeth Taylor. Mm. Like the look of. Marilyn Monroe combined with like Sophia Loren, and then like the the life of Elizabeth Taylor.
0: That's interesting. I have been exclusively picturing Marilyn Monroe because she's blonde and I'm unimaginative.
1: (laughs) I only really know one. Like you say, the names like Elizabeth Taylor, I don't, I can't immediately like I know who that is, but I can't immediately conjure up an image of her. I think Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe is the only famous old timey actress that I can instantly be like, oh, I know what that person looks like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know though. I, I haven't really been thinking about, I haven't been picturing them. Um,
2: I just do that. I, I just picture people and like scenes oh, and what? I can hear the voice. It, it's like it plays like a film in my head.
1: There's one of them that I have been picturing and that's, um, but again, because I'm unimaginative. Um, <laughs> sorry. I tried to open the So because I couldn't find the book in the shop, I just bought it off google play mm. yeah was, and so i opened it to check the husband's names and it was like you're on a different page you're on a different device and i was like what are you talking about this is the only device that's <laughs> on you stupid thing no it's rex north i've just kind of been imagining as like elvis presley because again oh i see i haven't oh mick reaver is any... mick reaver is elvis presley for me wrong person mick reaver is the one i've been imagining is elvis presley yeah I think if I sat here, I could think of like
0: equivalencies from old Hollywood. But mm. I really enjoyed—I really, I really enjoyed the fact that she went into French New Wave cinema. That—that that was delightful. Me too. To me. Yeah. <laughs> Although she did the 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 serious route rather than the fun one, which annoyed <laughs> me slightly. Yeah, and that's sort of going in. I, we we got slightly far away from the the going in thing. How do you feel about the structure?
1: I. this is one thing I have issues personally. Yeah, (laughs) I don't don't mind the husband by husband by husband thing. I do not like this back and forth framing narrative thing. If it was just a framing narrative, I would be okay with it. But I don't Mm -hmm. find cutting between the past and to Monique adds anything. Basically I'm just not a fan of Monique. And she keeps getting in the way of the parts of the story that I'm enjoying. So every Uh time it cuts back to her, It just loses some of it for me. I'm just, I just, I don't think it's adding much to it. Like, I don't actually think they have that much in common. Yeah. And I don't really feel like these parallels are worth having this sort of back and forth thing. I have a theory. Okay, go for it.
0: I think the Monique thing is going to have a really fucking intense payoff. I better. What
2: do because... you mean by connection? Like Yeah, connection. there's going to be yeah, something I agree.
0: big. Like, well, it's that bit where, you know, where it's like, um, Evelyn Hugo did the one thing that she didn't want to do and sat for a photo shoot just because, just so that I wouldn't walk. You know, Evelyn wants me for something and she wants it bad. And now I'm finally starting to suspect that I should be scared. There's something big. There is something
1: huge. I really need that like. There needs to be a huge payoff to make yeah. that structure I feel, work well I me. feel
2: like there's some family connection there. There is, like, she. I feel like yeah. they're related in some way.
1: It's got to be, because yeah. d- Dad was in Hollywood, right? Yeah. As yeah. a photographer. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be the Dad. Yeah. Has to be. It just needs to be a bombshell for me to, for, like, it to work for me. Yeah. I think it's building
0: up to something that, is integral to the book. Like I think when you finish in order for the structure to be worthwhile mm. when you finish the book it will have to be like so firmly jammed in and woven into the entire thing that you couldn't separate it out. I also think Taylor Jenkins Reid I haven't read Malibu Rising but she likes her interplay between journalist and subject in and the way that she's allowed to explore that within her framed narratives because if you think about daisy jones and the six it has that same you know
1: daisy jones and the
0: six is an oral history of the band and it has that same sort of weird frame although it's not as disruptive maybe as the framing is in this but it does have that huge payoff right at the end
1: yeah yeah yeah. you know okay this is yeah. reassuring this is re- I, I i'm glad to know this because but it's but WWE- i will say <laughs> malibu rising
2: doesn't have that at all
1: oh, okay. okay there's That's no
2: there's no switch from the narrative it's just
0: and it's not there's not a journalist or an interviewer or anything like that in malibu rising i'm just
2: trying to remember because I don't remember a journalist. I feel like you would thing. remember if I would if have it remembered. Was, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I don't think that was. I think it was just um, it was it was just the kids of of Mick River. Um,
0: fascinating.
2: Talking about their oh, I've read it. I mean, I read it last summer.
1: Uh-huh. So wait. And so... I think
2: I read that one first. And I read mm-hmm. then Daisy Jones. And uh, okay. Now I'm reading Evelyn. You've done Evers. them backwards. I've done them backwards. So
1: when you said there's a character called Mick Reaver in Marilyville Rising and you said that they're a camera... Is this the same?
2: Yeah, same Mick River. Yeah, Wait,
1: okay, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, He's yeah, also yeah, yeah.
2: in Day-
0: Daisy Jones and the Six, albeit very briefly, apparently. Very
2: briefly, very briefly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. I googled this. Um, <laughs>
2: um, Yeah, what can I say? Mick is just a recurring guy. Um, oh, but... Um, and then the new book that's gonna come out, which is uh Carrie Soto is back,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which is about Carrie Soto, who's a tennis star, mm-hmm. she is also in Malibu Rising quite quite prominently.
0: And Marvel said Endgame was the greatest crossover. <laughs> I know. It's,
2: it's like, do you remember did any of you guys watch Disney Channel as a kid?
0: No. Oh my god! In the episode where um yeah. Hannah Montana and the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody met, that's a Raven. That's oh, like the Sweet Life of Hannah that's, Montana. That's I didn't so even sweet have Disney Channel, Montana. but it was such like an iconic moment that I knew it, it anyway. So
2: I icon- and then they did it for like the animated stuff. So it was like Lilo and Stitch, Kim Possible. <sighs> ah, I
0: think
2: see, like, they like I didn't did know that crossovers. one. But what I
0: do know is that you know Phineas and Ferb have a crossover episode with Marvel and a crossover episode with Star Wars.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. So it technically Marvel and Star Wars exist in the same universe, is that what we're saying?
0: Yeah, in, in the Phineas and Ferb universe, yes. Oh
2: right, okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, so many um, universes at the moment,
0: it's hard so to keep track. So many universes. It's just the fashionable thing to do right now, put your work into a universe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Um. so I want to think a bit about characters now, and... This is the thought that just occurred to me. So bear with me. Okay. Do we think, what do we think of
1: Evelyn Hugo as an unreliable narrator? I think she kind of has. See, this is another thing that I've been thinking about a lot. And like, I think Mm -hmm. if, Mm. if Evelyn is a reliable narrator and everything that she says is true, then I don't think I enjoy this book. If she is an unreliable narrator, I think I am enjoying it. And I only say that because Evelyn talks with a lot of authority about everything that everybody does. Yeah. Mm. To the point where it's like, if she is reliable, then these characters are kind of—I'm I, I, just not. But, more, but is- I think
0: you're also starting to see places in which, like, I—the the thing that made me thinking about this is I was thinking about the McBreever marriage,
1: mm-hmm. mm.
0: and it's structured in such a way that the it's completely defensible. You don't feel sorry for him, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't. Yeah. It's, and and it's sort of, as we were talking about, it was just that, that conversation we had about him as an Elvis Presley type character. Yeah. Whereas in my brain, before, before that scene, he had been kind of sweet and a little bit naive. Yeah. Yeah. And, just the mention of him, I went, oh my god, what if he is sweet and naive, and he was just treated horribly, and, and he's just, yeah. And the, the thing? The thing is, yeah.
2: is, I know the character of Nick River before, or River, however you say it, before um, like, reading this. Is he a
0: sweet, naive baby? Mm. No? No?
2: I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, no, he's well, definitely he's definitely not sweet and naive. No, no he's definitely well, not. Well,
0: then that's fine. I just suddenly thought, what if... Like, she must be an unreliable narrator, right? Because she is so sure about other people's motivations right. in a way that is so,
1: like... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Because if she's not, if this is true, then I don't think any of these people are that interesting.
2: Well, in what way are they not interesting <sighs> if it's oh. true? I just I just I I don't think these because we're never going to get to know whether it is true or not because everybody else is dead isn't it yeah I
1: mean I I guess the thing that I'm thinking is that like I don't have if everything she says is true then I have no further questions about anything that's happened if she's Uh unreliable then I have questions and I have thoughts and that's kind of what makes a book interesting to me is if I'm left thinking about things so if
0: everything she says is true then I but I sort of think that's the value of the way that she's framed the narrative
1: yeah because yeah. when you're
0: telling your life story right or yeah. if you're telling your story to someone you frame it in such a way that everyone's motivations are exactly as you see them everyone's mm. understand like and it, like you're always the protagonist of your own story and you're always sort of in the right you know yeah
2: yeah 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 well and you so can it's, excuse it's, your behavior in any sh- shape or
1: form mm-hmm.
0: yeah so it's sort of and even when she can't excuse her behavior Even when she's talking about her regrets And her mistakes and her this and her that mm. Like I keep on thinking about how she Talks about Celia Cecilia, Cecilia, Cecilia. Uh, I think it's
2: Cecilia
0: Celia 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 I just don't believe that Celia's Own Understanding of things is exactly How Evelyn portrays it I agree because there's
1: something really that I find quite condescending about the way that Evelyn portrays Celia like it's something that like I don't know I, I find it slightly strange in what way just she seems to she she seems to think that Celia doesn't have a full understanding of the consequences of everything in a way that I find kind of difficult to believe Mm. Like, there's some, I just find there's something slightly strange about a lot of the arguments that they have. That Celia wouldn't be aware of the consequences, or that she wouldn't have kind of, I don't know, sh- going on behind that we can't see.
2: But the thing is, is that Celia and Evelyn have come from very, two very different backgrounds. Yeah. I yeah. know, and so I do understand it's, that. It's understanding of Evelyn to assume that Celia doesn't understand no. the. There's yeah. consequences that Evelyn has.
1: And this is the other thing that I have with Monique, because do you feel like Monique believes everything that Evelyn says?
2: I don't know. I just think of, I, I think Monique is just absorbing everything. I don't think. I don't think there's but, any
1: kind of,
0: yeah. Yeah. She,
2: she's not asking the right questions. No. But I think that's just because she's been pushed into the deep end and she's trying to catch up with what Evelyn is expecting of her.
1: Mm-hmm. I and she's of, like because yeah.
2: Evelyn's not responsive if she asks the wrong question I'm like well it, you know I know it's your life story but you know you can't say to someone well you can only have this sign- kind of question for my story it's like yeah. well a story is a story you can't control people's questions that arise from mm-hmm.
0: it yeah but I, I do think that Evelyn's an unreliable narrator, I think. Mm-hmm. well, But also I think the way that she talks about other characters, there's a surety to her understanding of their motivations. That just doesn't mm. feel
1: like
0: right. Like- yeah, and it's it's not that she's three-dimensional and everyone else is two-dimensional.
2: Yeah.
0: And it's not that she's correct and everyone else is incorrect. It's mm-hmm. that uh, It's hard to put your finger on, but I, I definitely do think that She's not, misrese- she's not misrepresenting people, but I don't think she understands them entirely. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, she assumes t- who that who she views them as is who they are.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Well, and also, it sort of sounds like she's had a lot of time to tell herself this story, mm-hmm. and so it's become a very polished narrative. It's also a polished narrative because it's a work of fiction. But, like, you know... Yeah.
2: But but wouldn't that necessarily be somewhat true in any first person narrative?
1: I mean, ah, uh, no because
0: no.
2: there's a
1: difference between a first person narrative and an unreliable narrator. And also think about it, like the way that Evelyn tells the story, you're never in the present. Yeah. With Evelyn, you're always when you're in Evelyn's first person narration, you're always in the Evelyn that's talking to Monique. Right. You're never in her as she makes decisions. She's always got that perspective over what's happened and that understanding of what's happened before and what will happen. So you're never kind of with Evelyn as she makes choices. You're always that little bit kind of removed and you're with Mm -hmm. Evelyn as she tells it how she wants it to be, I think. got to say, I'm no writer, but I would struggle with tense
0: if I was writing a book like this, you know? I would as well. It's like, has, have, had kind
2: of tenses. Do, do you know what I don't like? I don't like that you you have to do the work as the reader to realize that you're out of Evelyn's narrative and you're now back in the room with Monique. It doesn't take long it doesn't take long. I'll say that like but but it's like when I'm on cha- like a, a chapter and I realize mm. it's Monique talking, i'm like i'm always I'm always kind of annoyed to be out of the the narrative and like. It's like you want to press fast forward on the program and you're just like skipping the ads till you can get to the actual story.
1: Yeah, that's going kind to of me with Monique at the moment. I'm like, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. <laughs> get me back into the spot that I'm interested in, please. Thank you. But like, I never find it jarring. It's just mildly irritating. <laughs> not to focus on that
0: too much, but I also feel like there's not like if there is a story about Monique being told, it's not getting a lot of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about the, the, the balance of it um, which was not the next question I have written down the next question I have written down is should we go husband by husband <laughs> let's go husband by husband
2: yeah let's go into the husbands what okay. this book is all about <laughs> is
0: um, first of all I was not expecting the first husband to be a pre-Hollywood husband I was like I was somehow surprised by that, but it but that is, I think, that's that wasn't uncommon for old Hollywood. I think wasn't Marilyn Monroe.
2: Yeah, that's what I. That's why I was thinking because. Yeah.
0: So when it happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, Marilyn," but what was his name? Ernie. Poor Ernie Diaz. Yeah. Ernie. Now he was. I can't tell whether Ernie Diaz was sympathetic a sympathetic character or not. I think he was, but only in that Evelyn was sympathetic towards him. You know. I um, don't oh know. I I think He married there's... a 16-year-old though. He yeah. he actually married a 14-year-old, but he thought he was marrying
1: a 16-year-old. So also, I mean, he kind of knew that she wasn't 16. That was the implication that I got. Yeah, the vibe I, I got was that he knew she was younger but didn't really give a shit. Yeah.
2: But also the thing is you yeah, that one I'm not I'm not like excusing it, but just like my grandma got married at 18.
1: Yeah you know
2: and so it's a different time and also like marriage was more of an economic exchange than it is today it's more like to get security to get out of your family home to to kind of grow up it allows you to grow up as an individual back then is that is that
1: no, no, it makes sense I, from, yeah. from, from Evelyn's perspective. It's just a bit... We were like, oh, okay, 16. Yeah, I can buy that. But like, 14, I'm like... Mm-hmm, 14,
2: yeah, I 20, agree.
1: But, yeah. but my, my great-grandma
2: <laughs> married at 14.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously. But Yeah, it's just a bit like, come on, yeah. honey. It, you can do better. It was a, <laughs> that, that, I don't know. It, it I mean, it's it a bit Snow White. A bit, not...
2: It's a bit Snow White. We all agree, like, Snow White should not be married. <laughs>
1: Yeah, whisking off with some
2: prince that kissed her while she was dead
0: but one thing I will say that I kind of like about this book is that I kind of like it's uninterested in like lingering on the husbands for the sake of the fact that they're husbands you know there's a sense of yeah I promised you seven husbands I didn't promise you seven interesting men yeah
2: yeah I agree (laughs)
1: this is why like the book isn't really about the husbands the husbands are are here but we're not here for them, really.
2: <laughs> no, it's almost like the the thing that people care most about. It's like when you talk about, like, Elizabeth Taylor, you just think of that she married eight times. Or, like, didn't she marry eight times?
0: Yeah. It, 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 Seven husbands, it, eight marriages. Wait.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Seven yeah. husbands, eight marriages. I'm
0: always so confused by people who, and I, I don't know if this is coming up in the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo or not, but it certainly is. A plot point in The Seven Husbands of Elizabeth Taylor that she married Richard Burton, divorced him, and then married him again almost immediately. Yeah. And I was like, how,
1: ha- how, that's so much paperwork. I yeah. Mean, I'm sure other people did the paperwork for them. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so the other
0: example of this that I can think of is Elon Musk and the woman from St. What the woman from Saint Trinian's? Oh my god! Did you guys not know that Elon Musk was married to one of the girls from Saint Trinian's?
2: Like the like the main character? Uh, no, 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 Annabelle? not Annabelle.
0: Um, no. the the head posh one, Tallulah Riley. <gasps> no, no, no! It is Annabelle. No, it is Annabelle.
2: Oh, oh! I thought, I thought. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember Annabelle.
0: Yeah, married two thousand and ten. Divorced two thousand and twelve. Married 2013, divorce 2016. Now, here we go. Predictions. Do you think there's going to be a marriage, divorce, marriage, divorce in Evelyn Hugo?
2: I mean, uh, no, I, not at this point. Not with the husbands we've been introduced to, because we know that Celia is the love of her
0: life. Yeah, but do you think you marry, divorce, marry, divorce the love of your life? I don't think you do. But she's not. She can't marry her. Yeah, but I think the love of your life is the person you stay married to. Like, I don't think... I don't know. I I, I mean, I
2: I, I get confused a lot by marriage, if I'm honest. (laughs) Marriage confuses me. I'm sure this book probably hasn't helped with that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It depends on the person, because some people just don't take marriage seriously. Yeah. And some people really do. For example, her getting married to Mick River, like she was happy to say, "I obey," but for her, those words don't mean anything. Mm. And to prevent, neither did it to him because,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: he wants an annulment the day after.
1: Anyway,
0: but but we're skipping around marriages. Sorry, yeah, yeah sorry. Back to back to Eddie. Back to Eddie. Ernie, Ernie. Sorry. I, well, I think we we finished with Ernie.
1: Yeah, there isn't too much to Ernie. But but that that's the thing. I
2: think that's linked to her being an unreliable unre- narrator because actually there probably was a lot to Ernie that we don't get to know about because Evelyn was so fixated on becoming an actress at that, that point. That
0: bit how it ends with him, where it's like He really he's
2: really upset that he gets divorced from Evelyn.
1: Yeah.
2: That was a bit sad. I mean, he got nine kids in the end, didn't he? Or something like that. Yeah. It's like it worked out for him. I well, we hope so. Let's assume so.
0: I liked that thing about Ernie ended up remarried to a woman named Betty, who gave him eight children. I I liked that ending for Ernie. He obviously got something, and I was pleased for him. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, Ernie, get out while well, you still can," because well, everyone else in this book is going to be eaten alive.
2: She she didn't marry him for love, and like, no.
0: well, and he married someone who he. Hmm, Do we think that she wants us to think that... No, I can't see why she would suggest that he knew she was 14 unless he did. You know what I mean? I don't think that serves her story at all.
2: I think... I I don't know. I think it's not... I don't think it's the biggest thing about their marriage, if that makes sense. It's almost just like an ode to the times, but also an ode to who Evelyn is and how determined she is to kind of make become Evelyn Hugo yeah mm-hmm. I, I kind of wish I did know a bit more about Ernie to be honest because mm-hmm. I'm sure he worked very hard to make a life for them but Evelyn wanted more than that and she was always wanting more than that but she never told Ernie probably that I,
1: yeah. I Ernie didn't know he was a stepping stone unfortunately for him
2: I think he did kind of know in that that he wasn't they weren't marrying for love.
1: I think he
0: knew that he was her ticket out. But I don't think he thought that he I don't think he knew he was a rental car, you know?
2: Yeah, I think he thought he was yeah.
0: Um I think he thought it was higher purchase. Mm. <laughs> So we can skip on from poor Annie Diaz uh, to, um, I think he's described as goddamn Don Adler.
2: Yeah, yep. goddamn Don Adler.
0: Worst man in the world. Is anyone else really pleased that his first Western was a flop?
2: Yes. It's just like, a yeah, piece of shit. Don Adler yeah. really sounds to me like Marilyn Monroe's husband, first husband, well, first husband, I think he was, um, which was a baseballer called.
0: Oh, that wasn't her first husband.
2: No, that probably wasn't. That was Joe her DiMaggio,
0: second her second
2: husband. Joe DiMaggio, that's it. He, yeah. I think Don Adler is an ode to Joe DiMaggio. Who was also an abusive piece of shit. That's why I think that case, because he was also a high-profile sports star. He was one of the yeah. best baseballers mm-hmm. at the time. The, their marriage was such almost this power couple. It was that yeah. oh my gosh, I can't believe these two amazing stars. Are together and they're gonna have a huge star kind of family you know they were kind of thought to be the Kardashians before the Kardashians do you know what I mean (laughs) but he was abusive and he didn't like her fame and he didn't like almost what he married her for which was he was attracted to her because she is this bombshell woman curvaceous beautiful stunning and the whole world loves Mm. her beauty and essentially that's probably what attracted him to her and then once they're married it's like no you're not allowed to show your figure off anymore and do these kind of films anymore and it's like but that was the person you married that was the person you fell for and it's like oh I like it when I'm not married to her but now that I'm married to her she should be my wife rather than Mm. Marilyn Monroe yeah which is how I felt Don Adler was He was like, let's be a power couple. I love you, baby, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, I don't like how adored you are by other people.
0: Mm. Well, but also he didn't like her working, you know? He wanted her to quit. He didn't like her having her own personality. He didn't like her.
2: It's like when, it's like guys, when they see a new toy, you know they like see this woman and they it's like a baby with a new toy and they love it and they like the look of it and once it's out of the packaging and you play around with it for a while you look for the next new toy in the box do you know what i mean we
1: yeah. yeah. think there's more to don adler than what we see or i think
2: maybe there are reasons like psychological reasons for his frustration and his his who he is as a person and that there's background to him
0: i want his career to flop <laughs> You're waiting for it to flop. I want to see him burn. Well, did,
2: well, you never know, depend because he's we know he's married to Ruby, who yeah. is her oh, was her what a
0: bitch. Oh, what was that? Co she was um co-star. Was Ruby Amy. I, I think so. I yeah. was fascinated by the fact yeah. that she chose to have them do a little yeah. women adaptation
2: i thought you were going to be i was like oh annie is gonna be interested by that we're gonna have some opinions (laughs) well not really
0: i sort of my impression of celia was marred slightly by the fact that when i first read the list i thought that she was playing amy i thought she was gonna play amy because to me those are the two interesting march sisters yeah joe and amy Mm -hmm. but like it's fascinating to me that i don't know this might be me being mean but beth is not a role you could win an oscar for you know <laughs> I mean... um yes
2: i i i would agree but it depends on and i'm not
0: i'm not just saying that based on you know watching the 2019 little women i have seen yeah I... the 2019 little women i have seen the winona rider little woman i have read that book i have read that book recently death is not a role you win an oscar for I'm just to finish my sentence oh, yeah. i
2: Sorry. <laughs> i was gonna say that i think it depends on how the film was directed and put and and like and edited because it could have maybe put more emphasis on best character we don't know mm. but i do agree with you i think if you're staying true to the story i don't think you could win an oscar to play Beth better
1: than your obvious sort of the one that's, gonna- yeah, yes. I mean, I
0: suppose who are we to judge the actors who win Oscars for dying?
1: You know, that is
0: true. there are many beautiful dead people, so that makes actually now that I think about it, and also the relationship between Joe and Beth as she dies is quite important, which I think is why it makes sense for them to be playing those two characters.
1: Yeah, was anyone surprised how quickly C- Celia showed up and they? Because this was the one thing I knew. I knew about Celia. So the moment it was like, who's the love of your life? I was like, oh, it's going to be that person. Because I'd seen art I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I knew none of that. I only knew there was gay in it. That was the one thing I knew about this book. But like, was anyone else really surprised how early Celia showed up and how early that came out? Because I was like, She was on husband too. And I was like, wait, you found the love of your life and you're going to get married to five more people. Uh, Yeah, I agree. This is depressing. But it does
2: make for an interesting, like, because now we've stopped at the point where Celia and Evelyn are kind of broken up. Yeah. And out of each other's lives. It puts you into your head going, okay, so why are there now four more husbands after this?
0: I'm so glad she got Harry in the divorce. Henry, Harry? Harry, 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 Harry. <laughs> Harry I think, he's my yeah. favourite. I want an entire book about him. I do very much like Harry. I mean, to be fair, I think because he's the fourth
1: husband? Fifth? No, Rex is fourth, right? Is Harry uh, also queer? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah, He's gay. He, he was the first character to come out. Well, not come out, but like he was well, the first character come to be- out.
1: They've had an implicit understanding very early on. It's kind of unsaid yeah. because he doesn't want to say it because of the position it would put her in. But it's like, yeah. she's like, I know what you are. And he's like, yes. Uh, I see. I see. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think either of you had an embarrassing twilight face, so. Uh, I yes, I did. Oh, I, I did not know you and you were embarrassing her Twilight phase then. But Are you kidding just... me? I, I
2: remember a party. I can't believe I'm going to say this on the podcast. But I remember in year seven, I went to a party and um, we were all kind of like emo music loving Twilight fans, Team Edwards all the way. And... We all decided to do a photo shoot <laughs> like we were the Cullen family. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why did I tell you this? I don't know. Uh, I I, it, I think I, I just d- wanted to prove that I did have a very embarrassing, unembarrassing
0: Twilight phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I believe you now. But I met you two years later when Twilight was basically over. Anyway. Uh...
2: Anyway, sorry. Who um,
0: were we talking about? I think we were talking about Harry Cameron, but Harry, only in our um, sort of. But we were technically still talking about Don Adler. No. But the weird thing about Don Adler is I'm not sure how much there is to say about him. He's awful.
2: He's like, long, but the the, the chapter about Don Don Adler is less about Don Adler and more about Celia.
0: Yeah. yeah. That yeah. section
1: is nominally the Don Adler section, but.
0: But I also think it's the Evelyn in Hollywood section. And I also, I kind of appreciated that she didn't try to understand him, you know? He was a real shit. His first Western was a flop and he got angry. Don't sympathize with shit. You can tell, like, I think she loved him, but she didn't put effort into understanding him the way that she does with Celia. And I think that was the right choice. It, like, it took you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I also think, like, that there is a lot of sort of direct comparison being drawn up between him and Celia. You know? Uh yeah,
1: kind of. Yeah. In what way?
0: Well, it's like there are loads of moments where she can choose between him or her, or if they're standing next to each other, or oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and also she talks about how you know mm. her feelings for Don were different from her feelings for Celia. Like Yeah. That party scene. I know. Oh as a character, he serves more purposes than just this. Yeah, but I think one of the really interesting things that she does with Don Adler is set up for Celia, you know?
2: Yes. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that actually.
0: Okay, so do we want to pause on Celia and give her sort of like you know a husband's worth of discussion weight? Yeah, yes. she deserves it. Oh, she absolutely deserves it. Like when you compare Celia to like Mick Reaver. no
1: competition. I mean, um, yeah. Should we do Mick? We've we've kind of already discussed him a bit, but
0: yeah i i think that to me is an unreliable narrator section you know it's really mm. short he serves a purpose to her and she is able to completely be like yeah and it was fine you know i did exactly what i needed to do i was able to control him precisely and nothing mm. bad came of it mm. i wouldn't be surprised if there was more to that story but i also sort of wouldn't be surprised if that was it and he was just uh, sort of famous and uninteresting i don't know
2: yeah, I don't, I just don't know if I'm gonna come from because I am tainted by nah. reading uh, Marlowe Rising*.
1: Wait, out of interest, which one of them came out first? This one. This one. Sorry, I don't know anything yeah. about Taylor Jenkins. I'm
0: fascinated that she wrote this book and then chose to bring Reaver back briefly in Daisy Jones and then writes a whole book. Around not exactly around him, but like has him as a central part of her third book. Yeah, he's an interesting character for her to hang on to. In part, I think because he's such a blank slate. Like, yeah, he's just sort of there.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be a good question to ask when we finish the whole book. Is like apart from Mick River, who else yeah. should get that kind of story expansion?
0: Well, it's difficult right now. I was gonna say Harry Cameron, obviously, and but he's a whole husband. That we haven't got to yet. Yeah. If this isn't his story, it's his story, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then there's Celia. Celia. Oh, Celia. I, (laughs) I, that
2: party scene was so, it gave me so many. I just smiled throughout the whole thing of it from like Evelyn getting with Celia to her ditching. Yeah. (laughs) Don at the top of the staircase. And like, I just kind of love the fact that Don thinks he's the cheater in this relationship Yeah, and he's the player. And it's like, no, no, it's no no. Hugo. She's got moves. She's got moves. You don't even know yeah. you're being played. That's how good she <laughs> is.
0: Yeah. To be fair, halfway through the novel, we've racked up three husbands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really interesting to me about, in a book about, a woman who's you know great love of their life who they were never able to be with is female the men are all apart from harry cameron the men are all terrible or uninteresting
2: yeah i agree you know
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. we were like oh should we talk husband by husband but actually there's not that much like you always end up on other people or other things because the husband themselves are not like it, it's a sort of a bait and switch thing that the husband themselves are just not that
1: yeah and like the thing I say, like with the exception to Harry, like looking ahead at the what husbands we have left, the thing the person that I want to get to is Robert Jameson, but not because I'm interested in him, but just because didn't Celia say her name was Celia Jameson. Uh, That's her brother.
0: Because I I
1: keep on going back to the the
0: like the brief um Monique's sort of very brief like story of her husband's. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm just like, I want to get to him because like Celia. Oh, <gasps>
2: I just had an epiphany. What?
1: Well, I, I'm
2: guessing that Monique's dad worked with Celia rather than Evelyn Hugo.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But here's the thing. Doesn't the mother say, oh, the celebrities never talked to her? So if Monique's dad talk- worked with Celia, mm. they might have known that, right? I don't think so. Ah.
2: Depends. Didn't she say I didn't really know about who my dad worked with?
0: Maybe, yeah. perhaps. Okay, so is that your big prediction?
2: That's my prediction. I think it's connected because of Celia and her dad.
0: I don't think I have many expectations for this book, apart from we're going to trundle through, you know, four more men, three of whom will be boring, one of whom will be Harry Cameron. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think there has to be a payoff for the Monique thing. There has to be, and it's going to be big, and it's going to yeah. be to do with the dad, but I don't have any, like, specific theories.
2: Also what is this with her husband and like it seems like she's left the marriage and her i get ex-husband or yeah like husband but left i don't know is i don't know like i get the feeling oh god yeah you got a he texted her being like oh i want to talk to you
1: oh yeah this is moving too fast can we talk i thought the husband left her yeah the implication was the husband left her because he took things from the apartment yeah didn't he move to la yeah, mm-hmm. the husband
0: left her and moved to L.A., but I think it was like a move to L.A. versus stay in New York thing, and
1: she wasn't willing yeah. to move, and
0: he wasn't willing to stay. Oh, uh, okay.
1: Again, I kind of need this husband thing to pay off, because again, that's been kind of bogging me down. There
2: are just so many
1: husbands in this
2: story. So
1: I know many. the point of it, but there's just so many. <laughs> like, because it feels like, at this point, it feels like the only reason that she has this failed marriage is for, like, to draw a parallel, but I don't really feel it? Because again, I don't know anything about this husband that left. It kind of seems very different to any of the stuff that's happened with Evelyn. So again, Mm. I kind of need that to pay off for it to be worth getting bogged down in Monique's failed marriage. There there has to be not exactly a payoff. I think
0: the marriage part of it is just to give Monique a frame of reference. I don't know. I, I'd forgotten, like, this is how much I'm taking attention to the Monique storyline. I'd completely forgotten that because it's her mother's coming to visit and the husband has texted her and been like, oh, this is moving too fast. I'm dull, but I'm also wimpy. Um <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I don't know. It's yeah. The minute the mini side is struggling a bit.
0: So I think what we want from this book is a payoff. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? I'm slightly nervous because the way she did it in Daisy Jones was so spectacular mm. that I kind of believe that she's gonna do it really well here. And that could be my downfall because she wrote this one before. So this might be an earlier, less something book. So we're just gonna have to see.
2: Yeah, I think you just gotta you gotta roll with it. Yeah. And just cross your fingers. But that being said, I am enjoying going through the motions because yeah, you're being introduced to the love of her life so early on that you're that now that's leaving me going okay. So there's more to this than just having the love of her life. There's the Monique aspect. There are questions that we ha- we still have unanswered questions at this point.
1: Yeah, while we
2: already have the answer to who's the love of her life.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a very easy book to get through. Like mm. I think yeah. I only started it like. A week before, and I was just sort of reading it on my commute, which is you know what I do with basically all our books. And it's been very easy to get through. That it's particularly the evidence sections; they're very yeah. engrossing. I do enjoy it. I'm just kind of I'm finding it hard to judge. I don't really want to judge this book before I've read all of it, because I agree. I same. No. Mm. I think depending on how things fall, I will go either way on it. And mm. I'm hesitant to kind of. I'm trying to be like, okay, there is more to it. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to kind of have any two fixed opinions yet because I think the ending could really change how I feel about it. Mm. Of all the three husbands that we've
2: read so far, mm-hmm. right, and this is only husbands because Celia would be the obvious answer.
0: Oh, I don't have a favourite. Who? No, who do you
2: like the most? Not the favourite, but just, like, who can you tolerate the most?
0: Oh, obviously or? Ernie.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> Obvious, like also, us are so really around for that long. Well, but also, like, there's a sense in which I kind of feel like Ernie got out. He wanted none of okay. the Hollywood shit. He just wanted no. to go find a stable job in California, and he, I am sure, he and his, I hope he and his wife and their eight children were very happy together. Mm. And he did not get tangled in, and good for him, you know. <gasps> What if what if Monique
2: is connected to one of the eight children or something? Like one that of that would
1: be weak. <laughs> that would not be <laughs> that would not be satisfying. If it was like, and you were my first husband's youngest child. I'm just spitting all my theories
2: out there. All my theories. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'm still banking on Celia. Ha- no. I mean, cause she's too emotional emotionally, emotionally yeah, no. connected to Monique that would be for fair. some reason.
0: Celia or Harry really depends on how her marriage to Harry goes you know
1: I'm a little nervous about this like the fact that he's tortured I'm like oh god I really hope this doesn't go south because I really like Harry right now I'm a little nervous I feel like
2: Rex North right who we're going to be reading after this episode yeah 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 I feel like he's going to resemble um Arthur Miller
0: Mm. fascinating that is my
2: theory if we're going along the Marilyn Monroe husband you know sort of thing yeah That's
1: my theory. Also, do we know what's happened with her pregnancy baby? Terminated. They drove to Mexico, right? Yeah. Yeah. Harry drove her. Harry, man, just...
2: He really says, women's choices, women's
0: rights. Harry for president. I'll tell you what, though. We have met quite a few of the husbands so far. Met, So we know that the final one is Celia's brother. And also... The sixth, I think. So the fourth is Rex North.
1: Yeah. The
0: then the fifth is Harry, is Harry yeah. our beloved. Yeah. The sixth beloved. is the director of that French film. Oh, is it?
2: Yeah. And oh. the seventh, yeah. Oh creepy, man. He was creepy.
0: He was creepy. Oh dear. I mean,
2: we'll probably talk more about it in the next yeah. episode. And the seventh
0: get... is Celia's brother. Oh, there are so many feelings. Okay. Um, so yeah tune in next week for when we've discovered what's going on there
2: I mean if you've read it's most likely that you who are listening have probably read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo so if you are just listening to us go through the
0: motions at the moment just screaming (laughs) yeah they're
1: probably like these idiots what are they talking about they're like
2: oh they don't even know what's
0: coming Honey, you yeah. got a big storm a-coming.
1: Okay, well, thank you very much for
0: listening. And next week we will get back to you with the answers to all our questions, hopefully.
2: And a lot of feelings. I can just feel there's going to be so many feelings next, in next week's episode. <laughs> I think it's going to be emotional for me. Oh, gosh, I'm not ready.
0: You can follow us on Instagram. Um, where we are, what are we on Instagram?
1: We are the Lazy Sunday Girl Club.
0: We are the Lazy Sunday Book Club. (laughs) Um, Or on TikTok where... Oh,
1: wait, are we the Lazy Sunday Book Podcast? Wait, let me check.
2: I think on Instagram with the Lazy Sunday Book Podcast. On TikTok with the Lazy Sunday Book Club. Please
0: come chat to us on both.
2: And um, help us get through our feelings and emotions with this book.
0: (laughs) Yeah next week's gonna be a hurricane okay. all right
2: enjoy the weather and if you're from the uk and you are melting at this point in time commiserations commiserations yeah. yeah um i hope you have water and a fan yeah oh and remember also salt salt
0: yeah when it's really hot you lose a lot of salt yeah. eat an extra bag of crisps <laughs> so crisps
2: water and a fan
0: perfect <laughs> yeah. and we will see you next week thanks for listening